0: listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumer. Hello, I'm John Paulette.
1: And I'm Mary Jo Tumer.
0: Mary Jo, I think you've told me that you visited Gettysburg once with with mom. Am I right on that?
1: I've been there a couple of times, but one time I went with our mom. It was an awesome trip. And uh, it's certainly a place I think at least most Northerners <laughs> should visit. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I, you know why it interests me? I'm, I've always had an interest in the Civil War. I went once by myself uh, to Antietam, uh, a battlefield a little farther south in Maryland, but a really central battle, crucial battle, and I ended up spending two days there by myself, which is, uh, it was really an incredible trip. I walked through Antietam Creek. I, you know, I bring this up because we hear from a lot of people. We've been hearing through all sorts of issues, but now uh, with the Dobbs ruling, uh, overthrowing Roe v. Wade, we're hearing from people, are we approaching a civil war? Have we split in the country into two parts and you wonder kind of you know what would that look like i mean the civil world war in the 1860s were like big european armies massed armies that would attack each other uh, that's i don't think gonna happen now but doesn't it feel like something's happening
1: it does and um i mean i have thought about that civil war thing because it's hard to imagine what would spark that, but is it possible it could be sparked the same way that the last one was sparked, which is a cessation. And, you know, um, social science, political scientists have posited, and I think it was Ron Brownstein that wrote about this last week, that when you look at the red blue state map divide and You know, a lot of this was being talked about because of the Roe decision last week and which states will have laws restricting abortion and which states won't. And It's about a 50-50 split. Some um, preference to the um, anti-abortion side, but it looks a lot like the Civil War map. The red states are the southern states, and then they run through up north, right through um, Indiana, Ohio, potentially Michigan and Wisconsin, and Illinois stands out as like a blue in a sea of red. And then you have both the coasts, the northern part of the East Coast, and all the West Coasts, which are blue states. So. Um, it's an interesting way to think about how we've broken down and that maybe we never really resolved the differences, um, between our two countries. I use that word country loosely, our two sections of our countries since the civil war, they never were resolved and in not resolving them, they just have, when they've come up again and again, I mean this would be a very interesting historical look at, um, you know, antebellum himself and then through the Civil War and after that, um, how the issues kept not resolving themselves. And maybe the way to look at it is we're just in one of those periods again where the differences are so stark, it feels like something's got to give.
0: Well, it does. And I, I mean, I am one of those who believe that the issues really were never resolved. You know, when we came out of the Civil War, we had the period called Reconstruction, and from that develops uh, Jim Crow, the voter suppression, uh, the segregation, things, many of the things that were in place when we were little, uh, in you know, probably more me in the 1950s. And then finally, much of that kind of gets reconciled, not reconciled, but solved. Uh, by the Civil Rights Act in the 1960s, but we know there has been a substantial amount of this country that never really adjusted to the Civil Rights Act, not only in terms of race, although certainly that was remains a big part of it, but uh, rights for women, uh, as time would go on, uh, rights for people, uh, no matter what their sexual orientation might be, and we feel like those kind of that kind of resistance is still there. That kind of resistance, frankly, I think, is at the bottom of the abortion ruling.
1: Yeah, I mean it, and part of it is that's hard to tear apart, and maybe we haven't had to kind of pull the threads apart um, is how much, The rural urban divide plays into that because even in the southern states or a state like Ohio, you have the rural urban divide. So when you look at um, voters in cities like Cleveland, when you look or Indianapolis to do the more northern cities, but even Atlanta, um, New Orleans in the south, even Texas, Austin, or You you see a big divide there. And the other piece that I think is not given enough um, voice is the huge, major influence of religion on not just the Roe decision, but on these divides as well, on the culture issues, guns. Um, I think you mentioned this a couple weeks ago, that if you really look back to when the uh, religious right got radicalized, it was the school prayer issue. And I don't know if you saw, but today the Supreme Court decided that this high school coach, I don't know if you're familiar with this case, but yes. it was a high school football coach who would have his kids pray after the game. He was fired for that, took it all the way to the Supreme Court, and he won. The court saying that that did not violate the First Amendment for a public school teacher to force his students to pray after a game. So you know there's there's all these complicated factors and I I have to be honest I'm not don't know the history of the south that well or the the civil war that well to know of there were the same factors or they were just different because it was a different historical times 150 years ago. But I suspect some of it was religion. It was um, this, a huge divide on the slavery issue, right? That was tearing, that really basically tore the country apart. But they could see that, again, you could see that in terms of human rights issues. And here we are again, feeling like there are two countries in one trying to coexist. And that golden time from maybe 1960 or 70, you know, through 2000, when we saw ourselves as one country with with geographic differences, now we really see and understand that we're a big country with some very significant cultural differences.
0: Big enough to split apart, do you think? Is secession a real thing? You know, we hear this from people. People in Texas have talked about seceding. Big state, it would be a big country. Uh, it certainly could probably thrive on its, uh, on its own. Do you, do you think that's real?
1: Well, I think one of the problems, and you know, it's actually the same problem that the, um, the South had when they seceded, is that the economic strength of the United States is in the blue states. So if the United States split along those lines, red, blue lines, the GDP of the blue states, we call the blue nation, would be second to China. The red states would be up there, but not like number three necessarily. And the states that we call the purple states So in other words, if you're, if there's a split and you're Ohio, do you go, am I going with the red guys or am I going with the blue guys? I think I'll go with the blue guys and, or states like Virginia, North Carolina, right? These are all states that might be like, I don't know if I want to stay with those guys. They got Texas and all the other ones, (laughs) you know, all the little poor poor states. So I think that as an economic decision it would be a very bad decision for the red states um and why would they do that john because at this point they're winning the legal wars the culture wars and the political wars and their goal is not like you do you and me and will do us right their goal is we're all gonna live by the rules that the red states put in place you know, we'll ban abortion nationwide because for a bunch of people who believe in states' rights, they don't believe in states' rights on the cultural issues. So, no gay marriage, no abortion rights. Um, you, you know, we're gonna pick what our, what kids learn in schools because we'll make we're gonna decide what the textbooks look like from science to math to whatever. Um, all of those, we're gonna make public schools we're gonna bring prayer back to public schools. You know, we're gonna set the rules, we're gonna set the tone, even though we're a minority and in many ways a weaker part of our country. That's the, that's the difference, right? I mean, you're a much better historian than me, but as the Civil War came on, it was the North that dominated.
0: Well, it absolutely was. And the Southern states, Mississippi, Arkansas, whatever, none of them like to admit this, Put Kentucky and a number of others in there. They are the beneficiaries right now of a disproportionate flow of taxes. And what I mean by that is more money gets taken out of the state of New York by the federal government than gets reinvested back in. I know Republicans hate the idea of redistribution of wealth, wealth, but it's happening right now. That money that's coming out of New York, Illinois, and so forth, is going to Mississippi. Now, Mississippi chooses some really unusual ways to spend and not spend it. Uh, They turn down money when it's uh, related to Medicare, based on the last decision. But they would be in absolutely serious economic problems. Maybe the question is not, do the red states want to... uh, consider secession, do the blue states say, you know what, between abortion, guns, culture wars, schools, everything else, the heck with it. We're done with you.
1: Yeah, go set up your own country and you can have your experiment and see how that works. Because the interesting thing is, is because of the way capital moves around in the United States, Texas benefits from it's, the, it's more libertarian, low tax way. You have, you know, companies, Google or whatever, Tesla, they're moving to Texas, um, Florida, whatever it is. But if you if you said to um, the red states, listen, you guys, you're, you're on your own. You have flight, right? Absolute flight of all those companies out of those states into states that are going to be part of the United States of America, I think, don't you?
0: I I really do. Uh, I think you have flight of capital, flight of organizations. I think you have flight of people. Uh, And I think we see little hints of that already. Uh, It's not big, scientific, but I've talked to people who said, you know, one of the possibilities is we could go to Texas, I just don't wanna be there. I don't wanna be in Texas. I don't wanna be in Florida. And I understand the people saying that are pointy-headed elite liberal socialists, but they're also in many cases, the brains that you need to actually run run companies. It's,
1: I, you know, it's true, I John, can... and even you, you saw these women, young women interviewed this weekend as all these protests were going to say, okay, well, when I'm done with college, you know, I don't want to move to one of those states that treats me like a second-class citizen. And um, this one woman, young woman who was accepted to go to Tulane said, you know, I got to think twice about whether I want to go to... Can you imagine if you're one of those schools in the South, you're like, whoa, whoa, wait wait a minute, you know?
0: Yes. No, no, we're good guys. Come on down.
1: So it's, it's interesting because... There is an argument to be made on the economic effects, bad and good, uh, depending on how you come down, on reproductive rights. So you have young women who are making their family, their choices on families, and if they have an oops, they know that they can have an abortion need be. I mean, one of the things that's lost this whole argument is abortion is not desirable for anybody, but It happens, right? So, um, so if you continue to take these women and young men too, and social scientists have studied this, out of the labor market in those years when they might have an unexpected pregnancy, they have the baby, they drop out of college, they don't go to law school, they all the things that can happen, their lifetime earnings and the country's lifetime, you know, overall wealth. So I heard an economist say that it probably will take us 15 or 20 years to feel the effect of that in those states. So these states that are already more impoverished, who do not by design provide any services to people to, who have women who are pregnant, you know, whether medical or then when their children are born. And then you're just further impoverishing those states where the blue state's going to be like, okay, guys, that's your world. You live in it.
0: Absolutely. Well, it's incredible to think about. I'll be back, as I like to say, when Johnny comes marching home. (laughs) Hurrah. (laughs) Uh, Hurrah. Hurrah.
1: Talk to you. Bye. Bye. Sibling Talk is a JMP production.